Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the DigSite Podcast. My name is Danny and as always I'm joined by Mr. Ben J. Marsh. How's it going? All good. And our crusty pancake is just grey. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Um, oh, I know why I'm laughing. <laughs> you alright, Greg? You there? I can't you even walk Are you with us? <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Yeah, no. we'll clue you in later. All right, um, <laughs> we're in a bit of a drought now. So early in the year, it's the first podcast, first recorded podcast of 2018, and a little bit of a film drought. Uh, we've no real big movie to kind of anchor this podcast down, but we have a couple of things to talk about, including a new film. Um, first of all, I'd like to talk about um, this. Uh, so Ryan, so this is actually kind of old news. I think this kind of broke in November time. But Ryan Johnson, uh, the director of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, um, has been greenlit his own new Star Wars trilogy with brand new characters. In his own words, new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never be has never before explored. Um, tons of speculation on uh, what, like what that could be and a lot of people are um, speculating and hoping that um, we could delve into the Knights of the Old Republic law and bring that to the, the big screen and I'm sure there's um, characters they could bring forward from Clone Wars or, or Rebels people, like things that haven't been on, on uh, cinema yet then again he says Star Wars law has never been but uh, never been explored so maybe some of the legend stuff the stuff that's currently non-canon um, any thoughts, Greg? I know you. I know you're kind of big on on the old Republic stuff. Um, is there anything other than the a new trilogy's been greenlit? Any other concrete? No, that's that's it. It's just it's new characters in a corner of the galaxy that's never been done before in Star Wars lore. Yeah. So there's so good. many ways they could go. I mean, there's there's a lot of legends, like you said. So yeah. Um. So who's some, who's some standout characters, like things like Darth Riven? Um, yeah, what else, what else I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with him because of the Knights of the Old Republic games, but outside of that, I'm not familiar with the Star Wars Extended Universe. Um, there's a lot of it, so I'm sure they can find something. Mm-hmm. I, it, I think it'd be nice to kind of do it in a different era, so you don't have to sort of play with the play with the toys that have been given to you you can create your own toys i agree yeah um yeah that sounds so like way before way before uh phantom menace way before prequels and stuff and just tell a brand new story um yeah. old sounds Jedi. ambitious it does sound ambitious yeah sounds like ambitious, a, a but... time maybe a time before the uh rule of two sith so a ton of sith yeah yeah, I I mean, you've got so little, so little to go on, haven't you? So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be speculation for months, if not years, before this comes out. On top of that, have you seen rumours for the new Kenobi film? I keep seeing the memes. I don't know about trying the memes. to get uh, about trying to get you and McGregor to to do it. Yeah, I mean, you, saw, you saw something recently, Ben. I think I remember you saying to me. It was. It must have been a fan-made trailer because it it looked it looked realistic, but it looked shit at the same time. 
Um, <laughs> kind of like the prequels. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't seem like there's, there's, it doesn't seem like there was much of a story in the trailer. They were making this trailer, but it, it just didn't seem like there was a plot to what was going on. It just turned like mm. scenes of you and McGregor patched together. Um, looking as Obi Wan and aged and in between the two, but um, no, it, it, I, don't, I don't know what they can do with the with Obi Wan if he doesn't connect with anyone at that point as well. Yeah. Obviously, connect with random random new characters, but not. Uh, the best one that I saw was that it'd be, it'd be called Hello There. A Star Wars story. And that's just, yes, just call it that. No, I thought I, I heard it was going to be called Kenobi. Yeah. I'd, I'd personally love to see Ewan McGregor uh, take it up again. It'd be, it'd be great. I'd love to see him do an older... Uh, I think I actually yeah. think we mentioned it in the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. It really yeah. Well. Yeah, it, it, it would be so cool. He, uh, he brought so much to that character. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. You McGregor was, was the good bit. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a really standout uh, part of those uh, movies. Um, yeah, I know they delved into some to some of what Obi Wan did in his exile in I think the Clone Wars. He, he ended up having a final fight with Darth Maul and uh, wrecked wrecked him, absolutely destroyed him. Um, yeah, so who who knows where they could go? Well, in in the Clone Wars. It was something like Clone Wars. It was one of the animated series. So it might not have been the Clone Wars. It could have been Rebels or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. too well up on that stuff. No, um, no, no. But I saw it. The The whole Darth Maul survives the Phantom Menace thing, I, I'm not a fan of anyway. I've seen him be like attached on one of the top of like one of a droid car or something like that. Yeah, so he has like a cybernetic bottom half now and he goes on like a revenge mission to take out the Emperor and fails and then tries to take out Obi-Wan. Especially just roll, rolling in like a droid could just roll into position and be like, at last you'll have revenge. Like, no, you won't. You're dead. Jeez. Uh, ben, do you have any thoughts on uh, Ryan Johnson directing more Star Wars movies following uh, The Last Jedi? Um, Star Wars. Yay. Ryan Johnson. No. Not a fan. Not a fan, really. No, I'm still reeling a little bit. Yeah, from... the, the more I the like Last Jedi, I liked it more when I when I first saw it, and and I did like it second time. Um, but the more I think about Sour, it, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just starting. I'm 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 starting to sour on it a little. Um, I'm annoyed by it. I don't. I'm, think... I'm disappointed by it. I won't go as far and as to say to they ruined Luke Skywalker. Like a lot of people feel, but I think I think they've ruined some aspects of him. Um, I don't feel good about. So my thing with Luke at the moment is, um, by all means, make me feel better about this, Greg, because I want to. <laughs> um, is that Luke now doesn't feel like the big, like the guy that he felt like at the end of the Last Jedi? No, because of the, uh, not the Last Jedi, sorry, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, following Return of the Jedi, you assume Luke goes on and builds up um, and the Jedi again, and he's he's this super important guy. Um, and I know he, he did try and do that and failed. Now he just seems like he's he was a bridge. He's a bridge, so Ray could eventually do that. And that doesn't doesn't sit too well with me. Um, I guess I I, I liked. His story, 
I thought it was different. I don't dislike his story, but the more I think went about it, that it just where he was of... like, he did that in the the in the comics and stuff. You know, the extended universe where mm. he was all like, all like super powerful, yeah, big dick man. <laughs> um, I, I liked it. I, I, and yeah, he is a bridge, but he, the, all the characters are going to be bridges to the next ones. Yeah, they, they always they just, always were going to be. Yeah, the the like... sandwich between the these are now the middle three films of a soon to be nine film. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're always there was always going to be the bridge. There's no yeah. there's no other way about it. And you look when you're young and you're like, oh, you know, he's my favorite character and stuff like. That. Sure, and you can feel a bit upset because your character has died. Mm. Um, and that's not even the part that upsets me. But he's an old man. You yeah. always have to go at some point. Yeah, that's not the that's not the part that, that bothers me. It, 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 I'm fine with him dying or becoming one with the force or whatever it was. Um, and uh, as I said last time, you know, I loved I loved the whole sequence at the end. He's Luke's badass moment. That was great. Um, like I said, I don't want to say it ruined the character. It didn't ruin the character. Um, just that 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 feeling now of he's just he he didn't really do anything too important after Return of the Jedi and mm. he just became he just became a, well that's uh, not the fault of the last that's not the fight, fault of the last Jedi is it of the film because that sort of stuff where it was just like oh yeah he went into hiding mm-hmm. that came out in The Force Awakens I know I know for sure uh, so I don't yeah know. It, it, I'm, I I'm so can, conflicted on it it's, it's weird you can disagree I think, with this I think the film's path. made it worse for you I think the, the fact that you're not not as impressed with the movie um, has pulled into the fact that you're not impressed with a sort of a final farewell to to someone that you've loved for the again it's not a, it's not so much three. a farewell because I like the way he went out and I, and I, I loved the whole scene on crate and and uh, even the even the part is, is just before he he he, he disappears um, he sat in front of the two sons on that planet and. Uh, it's reminiscent of um, of, of Star Wars, um, Tatooine. Of Tatooine, yeah. Playing the um, I forget the name of the of the of the piece. Greg, help me. Um, that looks kind of good. It's either called Binary Sunset or the Force theme. Right. One of the two. So yeah, I I, I liked all that. I really really did. It, it's 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 not him. It's not him dying. It's not it's not a farewell to the character that bothers me. It's just. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's. I'm. I'm conflicted. I really am. There's just something that's just not sitting right with me, and it, it just. It, it feels like. I feel like Luke should have been the one, and instead now it's going to be Ray. And I like Ray a lot, um, but I don't know. I don't Luke, know. Luke, <laughs> you got that build up in the prequels where it's like, oh, the chosen one will bring balance to the fort. That was never Luke. Yeah, I get that. It was always Anakin. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, listen, don't get me wrong. Luke was always my favourite character from the, the original series. Um, but my favourite my favorite parts in The Last Jedi were Luke's bits throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can say, oh, oh, what if they did the story this way and what if they did it that way? Yeah. But, you know, they didn't, no. Um... And yeah, you can be disappointed, but I think the the way the way they did it was probably one of the best ways they could have done that story. 
that particular story where Luke is a uh, a recluse. Sure. Yeah. They they brought him back into it in you know a way that makes him feel like a badass, and he mm. fucking does. Well, yeah. let's not let's not let's not um, diminish what he did in that film. He fucking feels like a badass from the opposite end of the galaxy. Um, but ultimately, he has to pass the torch to Ray, and Ray's a Ray's an interesting character, but I don't think she's as interested in some. I think it might be a little bit of a controversial opinion but i think people like ray more for the fact that 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 she's a female lead rather than cuz she's an interesting character cuz arguably she's a little bit of a mary sue that she's got mm. all this power suddenly. i don't feel that way personally i i i really like her character a lot i i i don't think there's a lot to her at the moment um i liked her from from almost off the bat in uh, force awakens I'd... Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think there's a lot to her. Um, I think she's fine, and I'm I'm more than happy for her to lead the series. But Luke was always my favourite, and Luke still is my favourite. Yeah. But that torch needed to be passed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I think they've done it in a good way. Not the best way, but a yeah. good way. I I I've I've a lot of conflicting uh, emotions on it, and I don't feel like I've explained how I feel uh, to too well i know what i mean <laughs> but uh yeah it's i don't know it's, it's just that feeling that that uh, luke didn't really do anything too important following return of the jedi and now it just goes on to someone else it's just i, I would have hoped that that my luke skywalker would have done more but uh yeah bring it back to ryan johnson again so yeah ben has his reservations on it but the thing is with ryan johnson he's he is actually a really good director. In in, in he's directed some of my favorite um, things. So um, not not in films like he did. Like he directed Looper, which was okay. It wasn't bad, but he directed um, three episodes of Breaking Bad, two of which are my favorite episodes. Or two, yeah, two two of my favorites. Uh, he directed Fly, um, which was which was an hour of Walt and Jesse trying to kill really? a fly. Yeah, that's one of your favorites. I loved it because it was just such a change of pace. I love stuff like that when when shows do that and just just have but like. A, I think you just hit. I just think you just hit the hit the, the nail on the head there. It's a change of pace. Yeah. Things change the pace in something that didn't need changing. Yeah. Well, also right. Um, he did. He directed. Um, Ozymandias, which is which is the best episode of the easily series. my favorite episode. Yeah. So it's not as if he doesn't have it in him. So I'm so I'm, I'm thinking now, he has this blank canvas, this trilogy to do whatever he wants with, with new characters that he can do himself. Um, I'm I'm hoping he can flourish with that. It didn't work with him using existing characters, or it didn't it didn't work to its full potential. I didn't think. So, However, if you're saying this this news came out in November, mm-hmm. and the movie came out in December, and it's had such a such a mixed response, do you reckon they're going to stick with him? You think they could pull it from him? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard anything so because far. It's looking like it's still going ahead. Because it has, it has been seriously mixed mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. And not in a not in a in a movie sense where people have different opinions. And in it, it is pretty much like fifty fifty. People like it or don't. And it's yeah. for a Star yeah. Wars movie that isn't great. Yeah, like fans say, remove it from canon and shit. Yeah. I don't feel that bad. I don't feel that badly about it. But uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I'm 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 gonna remain cautiously optimistic. He, he for sure has it in him to to produce something fantastic. If you look at if you look at that one episode of Breaking Bad alone, it's just phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. So, you know, he, he's hoping that he can do something on on that level um, in a new Star Wars world. Let's talk about Sicario. And I know it's not too relevant these days, um, but it's a bit more relevant to us because uh, the three of us watch it very recently. Uh, ben for the first time, me for the second, and uh, I think it was Greg's third viewing. Um, this film is really, really, really good. Um, I think it, I think it only gets better the more you watch it. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, you'll have to watch it again. Because, I mean, I think you should just, it's one of those where you just want to sit down and kind of focus on it, because you watch it the first time, and you can keep hold of the plot, but a lot of the kind of details. It's that kind of film you gotta, you really gotta pay attention, you you can't half-ass it. Yeah. They use a lot of, like, you know, terms you're unfamiliar with and stuff like that, kind of, and a lot of the times you're like, oh, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you catch up on it the second time and the third time, and you kind of get the you 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 catch all of the film, and it's it it's weird because it's one of those where it's no less interesting on like repeat watches for me at least. It was no less interesting to watch it the the second time or the third time. I was way more interested in the second time. With the first time, I struggled to keep up with it. I thought it was yeah. moving too fast, and and I wasn't understanding it. Um, the second time I was a little more dialed in. How, how, how was your viewing, Ben? First time seeing. Did you enjoy it? I I enjoyed it, um, but I got to the end and I was sort of obviously when it, when it, when the, when the story sort of unfolded and unraveled, it made sense. But obviously I would have, I can see what you're saying about watching it a second time mm. and the hints and the clues being there to begin with before the sort of twist at the end where it's the way the way it works out. Um, you can see that being being interesting to to have the the inside knowledge already, mm. and, uh, seeing the telltale signs. So they're doing a they're doing a sequel, Sicario Two. I forget what the um, subtitle is. Soldado. Soldado. Um, so I say they weren't going to call it Sicario Two, surely. Si- Sicario Two. <laughs> Sicario Soldado. Um, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, the difference this time is so we're, we're, there's going to be no Emily Blunt, which is fine. She doesn't need to reprise. Um, it's not going to be directed by Dennis Villeneuve, which is a big deal for me because he's That's easily the, big, the yeah. biggest deal. Yeah, he's easily my favorite director these days. Um, and yeah, he killed it with the first one. Um, so now it's going to uh, Stefano Salima. Um, I looked up there their um, previous work and there's nothing I know it's, it's a bunch of Italian movies that I've never seen um, so yeah I, I have my reservations about it because Dennis Villeneuve did such a fantastic job with it yeah and I think one of, one of his strongest things throughout all of his films but particularly in Sicario was atmosphere for sure and a- atmosphere is kind of tough to build isn't it in, in some films, you can go throughout an entire film and it, it doesn't feel, um, you know, it doesn't have its own like kind of unique feeling. 
Yeah. Whereas every one of this guy's films, every one, has a wildly different, but also really palpable atmosphere. So you're prisoners to your to your arrival, to your um, enemy, enemy to this to Blade Runner. Yeah, they're just so different. But I mean, this the atmosphere is like. Um, Right from the start, it's thick and it's heavy, and it it's it's always at a really high level. It's always like really dense, and it just feels like really involved. And then you get the set piece moments where, uh, you know, for instance, they're at the border trying to come back into the U.S. from from um, Juarez, and the 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 temperature just ratchets up doesn't it and just kind of oh shit this is this is a moment and at the end there as well with um when they're in the tunnels with the night vision oh man the the same yeah the same thing it's just so tense so so masterfully built and it it doesn't do it through like cheap i say cheap it's maybe not fair to say that but kind of like cheap means where it just comes out with this big blasting soundtrack yeah. And he doesn't do it with, with, you know, jump scares or with long bouts of um, long bouts of like gunfire or something like that. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it like that. He just does it through the cinematography, yeah, and the the dialogue, and the the subtle kind of soundtracks that go along in the background. Mm-hmm. And you stare at a screen, and he he takes his time doing stuff. That, you know, these these things are. I don't, all of his films that I've seen are, are, are pretty slow burners. Yeah. So it takes its time telling its story that it wants to do. It's really deliberate in what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it delivers. You know, every one of them, every one of them that I've seen have delivered. Some to a greater and lesser extents, but every one of them has delivered just kind of in bags, just pays off in spades. And I think he is. He's. he's He's possibly my favourite director at the moment. Him with... Um, well, no. Yeah, it, it is him. I, I'm a fan of Nolan. But yeah, Nolan's I always bit... love what Nolan does, yeah. But Nolan's a... killing it. Yeah, he's a little bit blockbuster these days, Nolan. Which isn't a bad thing. But I think being a blockbuster sort of like limits what you can do a little bit. Yeah. People Feel... are expecting you to do it this way. Yeah, Villeneuve doesn't seem to compromise his art. He, he does it how he wants to. And it's... it's yeah. it, 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 it definitely feels like his vision. Um, I, sp- speaking of like, speaking of him and just linking back into Star Wars, I'd love to see him do a Star Wars film. Maybe like a, maybe a, one of those um, anything, side stories. Just, just anything. Just see him do one of these where he can really just sink his. And we know that he can work in an, an existing universe because he did it with yeah. Blade Runner. It was and it was fucking amazing. I like know to see him can do, do something that. like. Uh, like something like following a bounty hunter in Star Wars, something really grounded. Yeah, that yeah. could be great. Like something like that. Thirteen, thirteen could have been. Do you remember that game that got cancelled? That looked, yeah, that looked like yeah. ground, like a grounded thing. You played as, a, I think you played as a bounty hunter in that. That looked cool. That'd be that'd be really cool if Villeneuve could do something like that. Yeah. Played so I, I'd Django. Like Sorry to Django before before Bobber. Uh, I, you know what? I'm 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 done with the Fets. They're just they're, they're so underwhelming. 
Greedo. Let's play as Greedo then. <laughs> Greedo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, just, I don't know, like one of those. Um, be any any one of them, like one of those fucking. I don't know, do you Bosk, like that weird looking guy from Jabba's Palace and stuff. Not Jabba's Palace. I think it was Jabba's Palace, or maybe he was on Cloud City. Just some of those was... weird, obscure bounty hunters you kind of see in the background. Don't that looks like a crocodile? Or a, or a, yeah, I think it's him. Yeah. Um, but any, any any obscure bounty hunter or a brand new character doesn't have to be a bounty hunter. Just just anything. I think he could. Because we yet to see a real grounded Star Wars movie, like Rogue One, Rogue One probably the closest. Um, would be really cool, I think, to see the effects of um, the Empire on uh, on uh, on the on the civilian life of, on on different planets and stuff. Uh, the Empire and the the rebels in this war that's going on, and they see it from his perspective of a, of, a, of a neutral character. Yeah, a lot of people were really excited for. Uh, Battlefront 2 because that was supposed to be from the Imperial side of things yeah did she just like defect anyway yeah allegedly in that story after 10 minutes she defects the rebels so it's like <laughs> so what the, fuck, what the fuck was the point right uh, but yeah bringing it back to uh, Sicario so yeah new director uh, Stefano Salima um, hoping this could be um, this this uh, person's breakout movie because I mean if you look back through Villeneuve's um, previous work it's a, it's a bunch of like great films that that um that I know like american made stuff and then it's a bunch of i think like just french canadian stuff which is really obscure and no one not many not many people have seen and then he got obviously he got his breakout movie i'm not sure which one it was let's hope uh, it could this could be the case for this person maybe they'll they'll shine um benicio del toro and josh brolin are both coming back how do, you, how do you feel about um, Del Toro's character making a return in that? Because I, 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 I kind of felt like he'd, he'd done his stuff. He wrapped up. Yeah, because he was... Well, realistically, he was also just sort of... It was, it was like... It was his family, wasn't he? He was his revenge, revenge against mission. the guy, yeah. Yeah. So now he's coming he's back. He's, he's coming back with Josh Brolin and... I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I guess... If you were trying to... Um rationalize it you could argue that at, right at the end where he's speaking to emily blunt's character and he says you might want to move this is a a land for wolves now and you're not a wolf and you could argue that mm. him living this kind of life of revenge has turned him into someone that can't just put it away even though he's got his revenge yeah this 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 is what he does now i like that so you that sold, could work. You sold me on it already. But yeah, that could work. <laughs> I, I, saw, um, I saw the cast. I'm like, nah, he's not. No, that's stupid. No, no, no. just like one sentence. She was like, yeah, no, I want to see it now. That, that works. He brought it back. Um, and I, I really like uh, Josh Brolin's character in that. Yeah. In the in the first one, as being like this CIA agent, just, and he's almost a, an enemy of the US in a, in a way because he doesn't like obviously he's he's working towards a goal but he doesn't tell Emily Blunt's character anything the entire way through and she's kept in the dark and used for his own purposes yeah. and at the, end, at the end he's just kind of like yeah we that's absolutely what we did we just use you because we needed to use you to get what we needed to get done 
and that's part of why a first viewing of that film is kind of hard to see because it keeps the audience as much in the dark as it keeps Emily Blunt's character. You only know as much as she does. Yeah, I mean, she says it pretty early on. Doesn't... Well, no, actually, not. Maybe about... just after they get back from Juarez, mm. and she says you're you're a spook, and that's the first sort of suggestion that that he is a, a he's a spy. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a CIA agent. But yeah. I think that's the first one at least. I can't remember. But yeah, if, if anyone hasn't seen Sicario, um, I at least very, I at least highly recommend it. Um, I know again, I know it's not too relevant. Uh, I think it came out. Did it come out last year or the year before? Twenty fifteen. Oh god. Yeah. I thought it was fourth. I thought it was fourteen to be honest. Right. I think I only saw it for the first time last year, so that's maybe that's why I'm getting confused. But uh, either way, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend uh, watching it. It's very good. Hope the hope the sequel can. Uh, can live up yeah me too all right uh a bit more relevant now in, in the latest film we've seen uh darkest hour a uh a movie about uh winston churchill we saw that about a week or two ago uh gary oldman in the full makeup playing uh winston churchill um what a performance he absolutely killed it nailed it nailed it didn't he uh, I know it wasn't a completely accurate depiction of the man himself, um, not not too historically accurate, but hell of a performance, hell of an acting performance. He was just he completely disappeared into that character to the point where you don't, you don't you're watching it, you don't even see the actor anymore. And I love when an actor can do that when you're watching a film and it stops being you stop looking at Gary Oldman or you stop looking at. Christian Bale or whoever, and they become that character. I love that. I always, th- I, I always think it's it's um, it's special when an actor can do that, and he absolutely did it in this. Um, yeah, Winston Churchill, starring some other. Um, about, uh, sorry, go on. It was about it was about two minutes for me before that happened. Um, like so, the first first see him in his in his bed, and you can tell he's got the the visual sort of face. Yeah, I'm thinking about the same. Yeah, yeah. I look at him. I'm like, um, yeah, I, I see. I'm seeing Gary Oldman in there. But, um, pretty much as soon as as soon as the typewriter girl runs out of the room, that's pretty much <laughs> you know what, fucking hell, he's 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 ruthless, and I yeah. just forgot it was Gary Oldman from then on. Yeah, it was it was about the same about the same for me. As soon as, as soon as you hear the voice and the mannerisms and stuff, um, he just he completely encompassed uh, the man. Um, starring some other um, British actors, um, I'm forgetting names, um, but the guy who played Austin Krennic in in Star Wars Rogue One. I feel like Star Wars is like completely covering this whole podcast. Um, uh, and um, dude from uh, Game of Thrones. Why I can't remember the character he played. Help me out, someone. You want well the first one you remember was was it Ben Ben Mendel's horn or something? Mendelssohn. 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 Yeah. Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelssohn. So yeah, played Austin Krennic. Um, and uh, and the king in this in this film, um, and um, fucking dude from Game of Thrones, help me, <laughs> please. Are you on about which character? Stannis. 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 The guy who played Stannis Baratheon in Game of Thrones was uh, was in this film. Uh, he was also very good. Um, oh, um, Stephen Delane. Stephen Delane. Yeah. Ben acting yeah. like he knows it, like he's Halif- fucking googling. Halifax. 
It's, no, it's Halifax. I know. It's news to Halifax. Lord Halifax. That's who we played. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, and uh, Lily James, is it? Kristen Scott oh, yeah, she's Thomas. A typist. She's a typist. Who, who, sorry, Greg? Kristen Scott Thomas. She's a very famous actress. And who did she play? Okay, I'm not sure who that is. His wife. That his was wife. A, that was his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great cast. Um, I've gone on long enough. Um, ben, what did you think of the movie? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was uh, a fantastic portrayal. Um, I, I think Winston Churchill is probably one of the most important people in perhaps British history um, for what he did and the way he did it because he wasn't he wasn't uh, he wasn't the first choice he wasn't liked um, but he was the one who made the decisions who needed to be made um, to ensure the outcome that we got mm-hmm. yeah and I think I said it I think I said I said it to you guys when we were there and the the movie sort of shows that, um, but he he wasn't he wasn't the man that Britain wanted, but he was the man that Britain needed, and I think that stuck through the movie. Greg, yeah, I, I feel largely the same. I mean, I don't want to stray too much into the kind of historical thing because I'll get my facts wrong. Um. And I'll be like, yeah, he, he invented the Big Mac, and it'll just be complete <laughs> bullshit. Um, well, he invented car insurance. That's what's that. Is. Yeah, yeah. He invented, <laughs> he invented the dog as well. So, yeah. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen a couple of these films, these Churchill films that kind of tell the same story. And um, there was one that was done. Um, I think it was called Into the Storm. There was another good one. And perhaps the portrayal that was done by, I think it was Brendan Gleeson. The the portrayal that was done there was perhaps a little bit more historically accurate. But as you said, Gary Oldman was great in this. He, he disappeared into the role within a few minutes and just you weren't seeing him at all after that point. Um, I think throughout the, the thing, it, 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 was, it was a really good film. I could have watched another three, four, five hours of that. Just yeah. carried on and told the rest of the story, you know, the rest until the, the end of the war. I could have absolutely sat there more than happy enough to sit and watch that. Uh, let's hope we get a, into the storm too. Oh no, darkest hour too, sorry. Star, <laughs> yeah, the darker hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, my only criticism in the entire film, and it's not really a criticism, and it's only on reflection that I've come back to this, is that... <laughs> that it was too short. Well, yeah, I mean, is that um, there was the scene where they're on the tube. And I actually yeah. liked that scene. And I, and I yeah, do I really like that it. scene because it, it, felt, it felt nice and it was like, it was kind of like a patriotic moment. It's like, oh yeah, the British, the British people are cool. That, tell me now that scene that didn't happen. doesn't well you know it didn't happen that scene doesn't really fit with the rest of the film it's kind of a the rest of the film that's kind of like a somber and serious affair and then you've just got this sort of like oh yeah he's in the tube and he's chatting to all these people it that didn't feel 
like he fit the rest of the film. I didn't feel that way. I no, know. I disagree. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't take me out of it or anything like that. It's... I I like I like the scene. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like the scene, but if I'm trying to be critical, mm. that scene didn't fit the rest of the film. Could have lost that, been all right with. Mm. Or done it in a different way. Yeah, no, I, I was okay with it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it it uh, it didn't fit. Uh, I think one it, of the it was a the... super nice scene. Yeah, one of the one of the strengths of Churchill was that, despite all of the people telling him differently, he stuck to his beliefs. So any other politician that could have been named prime minister would have sued for peace. Mm-hmm. Would have. And they were, and and Halifax, who was who was wanted yeah. to be, was doing that through the duration of the film. Yeah, so they, they, would, have, they would have sued for Beast. There was only one person in the in the cabinet or whatever you want to call it, who wouldn't have sued for Beast, who did not want to do that, and that was him. And you never know, had that happened, we might all be speaking German. Yeah. Hmm. So, that's German pretty significant. down the side of Big Ben. Yeah, so that, that that's a pretty significant thing, historically. And in this film it, it it goes throughout the entire film showing that he's he's got these doubts but he still sticks his, to his man he sticks to his guns and then you have this scene there where it just felt like a little bit of unnecessary reinforcement of what he's thinking and I, I don't think I don't think it was needed just that's just a personal thing I like the film I like the scene I don't think that that scene was needed because it, it was a it was a bit too much of a gear shift. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel the same, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I enjoyed it being in the film. Um, I, I agree. Perhaps it didn't need it because it didn't really happen. But um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too criticised on it because I, I loved the whole thing. That was great. This film might be a little, um, might be a little hard to digest, I suppose, if it's not your history. Um, it it works for us being British, um, growing up, um, you know, hearing about about these stories and, and stuff like that. Um, so I can get that because I've kind of felt a, a similar way with with other. Apparently, it's spot. really, 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 really popular in the in the US. Has it done well in the US? That's good then. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe really, maybe really I'm popular. the maybe I'm a, a prick then because like when like um, when Lincoln came out, like I just it. It not being my history, I didn't. I didn't bother with it. Maybe I should see it because I was Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, wasn't it? And I believe. Yeah, he did a, I felt the same. Yeah. He did a great performance. So, I don't know. Maybe we were dicks. Maybe we were just uh, <laughs> unaccepting of other cultures. Um, mm. But yeah, if if um, I don't but know, our history is so much better. <laughs> it just this. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not pretend that it's not. <laughs> the U.S. history is like ten minutes long. It's a good job there's no viewers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good job. The one, the one lone viewer has just shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if um, if uh, if you want to see a fantastic um, acting performance, um, give this a go. It's uh, it, he uh, he he absolutely killed it. He really did. Gary Oldman's always fantastic, but. He, he was extra special in this. Let's hope that he can get an Oscar. I know it's fucking meaningless anyway, but the man deserves it. Who's he something. up against? The nominations yeah. came out yesterday, didn't they? I haven't seen them. Do, do you know him? 
full list by category. Best Picture. So it was nominated for Best Picture. Alongside other stuff like Dunkirk, um, Shape of Water, which might be the winner. Oh, fucking mute that. Pre-roll. Uh, actress in a leading role, actor in a leading role. So we've got... Timothy Chalamet. I'm probably butchering that name. Call me by your name. Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. And it's it's Daniel Day-Lewis, so I guess he's got a chance of winning that because he fucking wins everything else. That's right. Um, oh, Daniel Kaluuya is nominated for Get Out. That's good. Oh, right, yeah, cool. He, he, won't, he won't win it, but no, that's but, good. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington in Roman J's Real Esquire. Which I've not heard of. Oh, let's and let's have a look see if there's a best makeup. Because he'd probably win that. Yeah, he should get that. Uh, probably won't be him. Maybe his team. What, what will that character's costume design? Uh... Visual Maybe. effects, visual effects, make, makeup and her, makeup and her styling. So, darkest hour, Victorian Abdul, which I've not heard of, and Wonder, which I've not heard of. Right. So he'll probably win that. Yeah, he's hoping. Yeah, be nice, be nice for for Gary Oldman to to get something because, I mean, he's been he's been just shitting out fantastic performances his entire career. Yeah, yeah he, he deserves he deserves something. Visual effects, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Oh yes. No, they were great. They were great. Come on. Yes. It, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. They look good. The holograms. It looked. And it, look, looked it looked good. It was visual. Cin- yeah. Cin- cinematography, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. For sure. That's the same with the show. It's, it's I really want to watch that. The Shape of Water. Yeah, I want to see that. That's thing. nominated all over the show. Has it been released in the UK yet? Not that I'm aware of. So. We'll definitely see. What that about later. Dunkirk? Is that in? Is that in cinematography? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Interesting timing with these two movies, Darkest Hour and Dunkirk, coming out at a, a similar time, telling a, yeah, a, a the, similar the, story the from two different sides, or two kind of two different areas from the same side. Do you know what? That that's actually a good point. You know, if you you could if you stitch these two movies together. Mm. And had because there was just that little fraction of a scene, wasn't there? When he when he sends the ships over and you get like a little bit of a what's yeah, yeah. it It did absolutely work, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a ama- that that'd be amazing. That. So there you go. That's how you make the movie longer because you wanted to see more. You just splice them together mm. at a point, and now you've got like a longer movie. Dunkirk's nominated for best sound editor, right? Which you'll, which we, it will probably be in with a shout of, yeah, because yeah. the sound in that film was pretty powerful. We're Original about- score as well. Atmosphere early and the atmosphere in that film Dunkirk was just out of this world, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was tense. Yeah, maybe a bit too tense though. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was too much. I felt like I felt like I'd run a marathon after coming out of that film. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it was the, the the end the ending bit when the when the the guy's in the water and he's, you don't you don't see his face when he's being like dragged when the um, when the Pilots shouting, shouting down the. Uh, the <laughs> 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 pilots shooting down the uh, the fight, the, the the bomber, and the bomber goes in the water where, the, where it all explodes, and the music and the sound that was going on there, and just the, the sort of the way it got louder, and oh, that 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 tension there was. Like, yeah. I don't think it was top, yeah. top that. Yeah, there's a couple of, couple of films that I must 
it seems I need to watch for this uh, Phantom Thread, I guess, um, with Shape of Water. Um, Shape of Water is just, it's like, uh, it's like Guillermo del Toro just went, you know, I really liked Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Let's just, let's just do that again. Yeah. So let's just do it. Got, got Doug Jones back and he just looks exactly the same. Let's have a love story with Abe Sapien. But uh, yeah, that that film looks really, really, really cool. All right, shall we leave it there? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this has been episode six of the Dig Sack Podcast, and I've still got my knob.